We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. And welcome. I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church here in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski. And uh, uh, just a few more weeks, we're up here in, in uh, Northfield, Minnesota, because we were joking about it last week, Matt, but it won't be long and there will be snow on the ground here. <laughs> It'll be cold. It's coming. So, yeah, in a few weeks, we're going to head back to St. Louis. Um, hey, before we've got some really important stuff. I, I'm excited about Deuteronomy 4 uh, this morning. But before we do, I, I think I have another uh, career choice for me now that I'm retired. You know, because I'm always looking for something. You know how it is when you retire. You've got to have something to do. A little side hustle, John. Yeah. No, well, hustle. I wouldn't call <laughs> a it a side hustle. hustle. <laughs> do we have to have that kind of hustle? No. But a hustle. Um, <laughs> okay. But, something more sanctified. A, a side job. A. <laughs> Yeah, a side a job, a okay. hobby, hobby, okay, good. hobby maybe, because <laughs> um, I'm thinking about trying to do Aesop's fables. You know, oh, you remember sure. the, the classic morality tale that involves animals and stuff like that. Well, yeah, a little so, lesson at the end, yeah. So, so let me give you. I, I, this is the one I've worked on. Okay. And let me know whether you think I should continue to to, to pursue this it's kind great. of great. I can't a, wait. Aesop. Okay. So, so it's a story about a frog and a grasshopper, Matt. All right. Okay. The and, frog and the grasshopper. Okay. And they were arguing about who could hop the farthest, and they decided to have a contest. Right. That's the easiest way to determine this. And, and in a gesture of good sportedness, the grasshopper says, "Okay, you can go ahead. You can jump first, frog." And so the frog, you know, he crunches down his legs, he tenses them up, and he springs forward all the power and all the might he has, and he jumps a full three feet which is the furthest he's ever, ever jumped in his life. And he's got a big smile on his face because he's seen the grasshopper hop. <laughs> and he knows that grasshopper, he's not going to be able to do three feet. In fact, he suggests, maybe we just call the contest off right now. Huh? We don't want to embarrass you. But no, 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 no. The grasshopper says, no, no, I'm, I'm going to give it my all. And so the grasshopper, too, he just, you know, he tightens up those legs, and he springs forth with all his might. But you can tell right away from the apogee of, of his jump that he's not going to be anywhere near as far as the frog was. But right before he hits the ground, the grasshopper opens his wings and flaps a couple of times and beats the frog by a whole foot, Matt. Whoa. Well, the frog, of course, is all upset about this. And he says, that's not fair. That's not fair. I don't have wings. And uh, that grasshopper says, well, you know, we didn't make any stipulations about abilities or our gifts or strengths or anything. Yeah, sure. It was just about who could hop the farthest. And so the, the frog kind of nodded his head and realized, fair or not, he'd actually lost the battle. And so with a, a quick whip of his tongue, he eats the grasshopper. <laughs> and, and the moral of the story, man. Yeah, that's it's, what I was going to ask, John. What's, what's the moral of the story? It's not always the one who hops the farthest who is the hoppiest. 
So there you go. <laughs> That's it's not That's always the one who hops very, the farthest. Yes, who's the hoppiest? Hoppiest, very punny. Yes. Yeah. So do you yeah, think we, you think there's any possibility there, Matt? I would say don't quit your day job, but <laughs> okay. but you're retired, John. <laughs> so I can't say that. I can't say that either. <laughs> All right. Oh, you can tell I got oh, too much free time on my hands. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You need to run these past Lynn first, John. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> she said, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can imagine. I can hear her now. <laughs> That's right. She just <laughs> rolled her eyes. <laughs> oh, all right. So on to something more worthwhile. You know what's crazy about this? We were bike riding, and there were frogs and, and, and grasshoppers jumping on either side of us as we're going down the path, and it just popped into my head. So, so. There you so go. you you really did come up with that yourself, John? Yes, yes, I did. Well, I'm impressed. Well, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> Do it around me four, Matt. Do it around me four. Get us out of here. Come on. Okay. Before All people right. start All shutting right. us off. <laughs> Fair enough. Why? Uh, why do right. we want to go back to the Old Testament? What's all about right. this? Well, why not? Uh, <laughs> <so>. yeah. <laughs> At this point, anything would be better. <laughs> oh, no. So we're going to go back to the Old Testament. Um, this is, uh, I, I think, a really great text uh, for uh, parents, for grandparents, but beyond that, uh, for any of us who have any kind of hand in raising kids. All right. I'm a parent. Um, I'm a grandparent. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Listen up then. And there's even a word here for, for kids and for youth too. So if, oh, if cool. you're a child or a youth listening, we're glad you're listening to Wrestling with the Basics. And uh, we've got things for you too this morning. So uh, not, nothing so, about vegetables though, right, Matt? I'm sorry, kids. No, we are. We're not going to talk veggies. Because you know, I, we I'm can't sorry. talk about that. Anymore. I know okay, we've got I that just, gag order now. We, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. So well, we don't have to go into details, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so looking at, at, at my childhood, John, yeah. uh, on, on the rare, rare, rare occasions that I would get into trouble, uh, <laughs> that I would be grounded or my bike taken away <laughs> for a time to teach me a lesson or have to go to my room. <laughs> You threw a Twinkie off a 50-store building. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twinkie Gate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, when, other times when I get into trouble, uh, my, my parents made a point to always accompany correction with a little conversation. Oh, and, okay. And the, the conversation was almost always the same, no matter what the offense was. Uh, the conversation always came around to the message of we're doing this because we love you. Uh, we, it's not because we enjoy punishing you or making your life miserable as our child. It's because we love you. Uh, that's why we discipline. And Lisa and I have shared that with our kids. Uh, with Noah and Anna, uh, when we discipline, we always want them to know we're doing this because we love you. And we hope that that message sinks in. We hope that they share that message with their kids. Uh, but uh, Lisa and I, we've also added another line to our discipline mantra. Uh, when our kids, especially now that they're teenagers, uh, we add a little sarcasm to that, perhaps, oh, our discipline. Okay. We, we tell them. All right. We, we, it goes like this. It's tough being loved, isn't it? It's <laughs> tough being loved. Uh, you know, life would be a whole lot easier if we just didn't love you. 
right? You could go out whenever you want, stay up as late as you want. You could you could eat whatever you want. Uh, life would be so much easier if we didn't love you. It's tough being loved. Uh, so they they roll their eyes, of course, and, and they get the point. Hopefully, but but you know, I was thinking, John, and you know, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, and this whole idea it's tough being loved uh, i think as parents and grandparents especially as parents we know the reality that as mom or dad it, it's not our kids lives that would be easier if they weren't loved it's really our lives that would be easier hmm. you know what i mean if we didn't love our par- if we didn't love our kids as parents uh, then there wouldn't be that hard work of disciplining that comes with being a parent uh, we wouldn't have to endure an eye roll when we told them it's time to go to bed because we wouldn't care when they went to bed, no. yeah. uh, right? We wouldn't have to endure protests when we told them to eat their broccoli, John, uh, <laughs> because, you know, we wouldn't care what they ate. So it would be a whole lot easier to be a parent if you didn't love your kids because yeah, you wouldn't have to do that hard work that comes with with teaching right and wrong. And, and and you know Matt, my my uh, uh, first wife was a, a, a teacher. Uh, sure. Lynn, my present wife, uh, you know, my first wife passed away. Uh, Lynn was a principal. My daughter Naomi is a junior high special ed teacher, so she appreciate really understands these things. Because yeah, the, the kids that that have the most trouble in school are kids whose parents allow them to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And and you you know your kids are probably oh that'd be so cool if we could but no no you talk to those kids no because all that means is their parents don't care they don't love they're not yeah. concerned that that's yeah. what that means to them it doesn't mean freedom it means that they lack something that they really really wish they had yeah 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 for sure for sure you know and if if parents didn't love their kids I think then you can just ignore Deuteronomy chapter four. <laughs> So okay. if if you if you don't love your kids, uh, don't mind, don't bother listening to the rest of the show. But if you do <laughs> love your kids, if you do love your grandkids, if you do, uh, then keep on listening uh, to Deuteronomy chapter four. Um, you know, and I, I think you know, I, I don't get me wrong either. You know, parenting it's a joy, it's a tremendous joy. It, it can be tough at times. It's hard work. Uh, some of the reasons is because we love our kids, but sometimes the hard work comes because. You know, we we want what's best for them almost to a fault, though, too, Mm. I think sometimes. Um, We want them to be on the best sports team, the best select team. We want them to have the best grades. We want them to go to the best school. We want them to have the best friends. We want them to have the perfect spouse, all those things. And and those are good things, right? Uh, But we want to see them hold up that trophy. We want to see them receive the diploma. And Deuteronomy sort of reorients us, too. It reminds us that ultimately what our desire for our kids is, is to see them well in heaven, <laughs> to, to see them as a child of God. Uh, and that's what Deuteronomy 4 reminds us of. It kind of puts things in perspective, and Moses helps that happen. So Deuteronomy chapter 4, uh, this, is, this is Moses speaking, and this is at the end of Moses' life. It's getting near the end. It's the beginning of the end. So already the Lord has worked through Moses to deliver the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, um, to go to Mount Sinai, receive those the Ten Commandments, to be in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they're at the doorstep of the promised land. They're there. And so now Moses is imparting really what's among his final words. And it has to do with, with your kids and with your grandkids. And it has to do with, with loving them. 
So let's with that, let's go ahead and, and read uh, Deuteronomy 4. If you could read verses 1 and 2 for starters, John. Yeah, and the context you give there just kind of touched my heart because Moses really has been the parent to the Israelites, hasn't he? In a very and, real and, way. Well, yeah, 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 I mean, and, you know, literally he's older than everyone because this yep, whole generation yeah. has died out and you know, for those 40 years in the wilderness. So really, you know, Moses at this time, he's 120 years old, right? And yep. Or close to it. And he's older than everyone, you know, so age-wise he's a parent figure, a grandparent figure, but even more so uh, spiritually uh, a, a parent figure too. And and so he's well aware of what you're talking about, how hard it is. You'd love your kids, but sometimes you'd want to choke them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's had to be in charge of numerous disciplines uh, uh, over these uh, uh, people of Israel. And I'd like the thought that now you're right. Now he's he's leaving them. They're going to be on their own, and it's kind of what he wishes for them. So, and now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I'm teaching you and do them that you may live and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Okay, so, so far, what what's what does he tell the people to do? What's, the, what's Moses' wise wisdom here for the people? Well, and, and I think it applies to us as parents, too, that really, ultimately, we, we don't want them to just obey and, and uh, uh, us, although we had that last week, that we should be obedient, mm-hmm. uh, but also to all authority. But we really want them to listen to the Lord and, and do what he has. And that's what we've been trying to do, too, not teach them what we thought was right, but to teach them the statutes and rules uh, of the Lord, the God, that they may go in and have blessing. That That's the whole point. Because uh, if you want to be happy in this world, well, you got to write the fourth commandment, right? Mm-hmm. Honor your father and mother, that it may be well with thee. Uh, you know, that that's the whole idea. Yeah, so as this is a parent wants what's best for their child, so also God wants what's best for, for his children. We talked about the family of God last week. Uh, yeah, and, and to hear that word, don't, don't add to it, don't take away from it. And that's reflected other places in the scripture, too. So, okay, so that's good. Now, it goes in even more detail. So let's get skip down to verses 9 and 10, John, if you could read those verses. Well, and, and before we leave that, I would point out again that the the final thing he says is keep, keep the commandments, because I do think there's a little misunderstanding. I, I think we, we, we hear Moses say, well, you need to do these things, obey these things. Mm-hmm. But he's actually saying, again, as we talked about last week, Christianity is constantly asking us to do way more than what the world would ask you to do. The world would say, yeah, just do whatever you're told, right? That's what the world would say. But 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 Moses is saying, no, you got to keep it, which means treasure it. Hold it in your heart. Don't let anyone take it away from you. That's what the word keep means. It means something that you're going to guard and protect, and you'd never, ever uh, give up. So, all right, where did you want me to go, Matt? Uh, yeah, verses 9 and 10. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. How on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. So, Yeah, so so here, you keeping God's word, keeping the commandments, certainly, but then also this idea of passing on 
making known to your children and your children's children uh, what you have uh, seen, what you have seen. Uh, don't forget the things you've seen. And then it goes into some detail, and, and Moses continues there. Oh, how on the day of the, you know, you stood on uh, before the Lord your God at Horeb, okay, so Mount Sinai, uh, and then receiving the Ten Commandments. And then he goes on to talk more about that in particular. But I think that's interesting. Uh, don't forget what you've seen with your eyes. Pass that on to your children. Uh, make known to your children the commands of the Lord and what you've seen. Uh, and I, I think that's a, a beautiful command uh, that as parents, as grandparents, we're called to recall to remembrance for our children and grandchildren what the Lord has done. You know, for the Israelites, it's uh, that slavery in Egypt and delivery and the, the ten plagues that shows that the Lord is God. It's that, that passing through the waters of the Red Sea on dry land, remembering those deeds that the Lord has done. And there at Mount Sinai in particular. So, I, if, you know, this is written, you know, 3,500 years ago. It was important back then. But like you said, it's important in our generation, too. And you know, in some ways, arguably more important even as Jesus' return gets closer and closer, that people would be reminded of, that we would remind the next generations of what God has done. Uh, and especially for families to do that. Um, I, I think this is one of the many examples in the Bible where it's specifically parents, grandparents that are being spoken to, uh, children and grandchildren. So, uh, you know, we've, we're blessed with things like Sunday schools and, and a, a Christian day school uh, where I serve, uh, youth ministry. And those things are valuable. Those things are important to the church, no doubt about it. But that primary responsibility of sharing the commandments, of sharing the deeds of God, lies with the family. Uh, for parents in particular to share that with their children out of love, right? Ultimately, love for their children. Now, think of verses like Proverbs 22, 6. So train a child in the way they should go. Uh, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, so, again, I think there's a great place to remind parents how important this vocation, this calling is that the Lord has given to you. And, of course, you know, the mightiest deeds, the most wonderful deeds of all, uh, are the ones that are centered in Jesus Christ and all that Jesus has done for us. So to constantly call to remembrance for our children and our children's children what God has done for them, uh, especially in Jesus Christ. And, and, Matt, you know, I think that's especially important for us to remember as we reflect on these words of, of, of Moses in Deuteronomy, uh, because Moses is actually simply concerned about their entry into the promised land. Well, I, that's not true. I'm sure Moses is also concerned about these people's eternal salvation. Uh, but the focus here, as he says, is primarily that they would be uh, successful there in, in the land that God had promised to their fathers. And, and if we'd read on in those verses, he does. He addresses the Ten Commandments in particular, he says. He declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. That is the Ten Commandments. He wrote them on two tablets of stone. Uh, and, and so the concern here is primarily that you would do well here in this world but for us as Christian parents and grandparents, as you alluded to earlier, we've got a much greater concern. We do. We want to pass on the Ten Commandments to them as well. Because honestly, people, I hope people understand that that's why God gave us the commandments. It wasn't he wanted to boss us around. He doesn't have to boss anybody around. He's God, <laughs> okay? He gets whatever he wants. He doesn't have to boss people around. But he gave us the commandments because he knew that's the way to be happy in this world. 
You want to be happy in this world? Yeah, you, you got to keep those Ten Commandments. Um, but our concern as Christian parents is, as you said, more than that. We, we want them to be here, blessed, but we want them also to be blessed, particularly with uh, forgiveness and eternal life in heaven. So you're right. What we got to pass on is even more important than what Moses was passing on and what he was exhorting uh, the parents and grandparents of that day to pass on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, that he's calling people to pass on, too, what their eyes have seen, mm. lest they depart from you. So this idea that, you know, these people, these parents, these grandparents, uh, they have some of them, many of them seen with their own eyes what took place there at, at Sinai. What took place when those commandments were given? What took place in the Exodus in Egypt? Pass that on, how God has been at work. And I think, too, for our own families, we can pass on what we've seen God do, too, with our own eyes. So to remember our kids what happened in their baptism. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah, we've seen water and word at work in the life of our child or grandchild. Remind them of the miracle God performed there at their baptism. Uh, Recall to their remembrance when they were confirmed, when they made that uh, commitment to Christ by God's grace. Uh, Recall to their remembrance things like the first time they received the Lord's Supper. Uh, Remember those mighty acts of God in their life. And and maybe there's other mighty acts of God too and, and for particular families, but call that to their remembrance, how God has been at work in their life in, in mighty ways. Uh, don't let uh, your children or your grandchildren forget about those things. Remind them of it. And, and, and Matt, I think it's also an opportunity for... Uh, to remind them of how the Lord has worked in our lives, uh, that in our lives we experienced a lot of trials and struggles, some failures. We, we did things wrong. We sinned. Uh, and yet how in our lives we've seen that somehow the Lord has always been there with us. He, he's forgiven us. He never abandoned us when we did wrong. We might have suffered the consequences, right? Because father loves. That's what a father does who loves his son. He disciplines his son. So we've we've known that from the Lord and, and deserved it. But, but he never abandoned us as his children. And, and, and certainly we've seen the miracles, too, of where the Lord has taken really difficult situations and yet uh, brought blessings out of those. So, yeah, you're right. We, we need to tell them the things we've seen, uh, both in terms of the word and the sacrament, but also in terms of how the Lord has worked in our lives as well. Definitely, because parents and grandparents, they just, they've lived life. <laughs> they have that experience. They can look back and see, yeah, the Lord was at work in that way. And and I saw, I can see it in hindsight now and to be able to share that. And then two, then children and youth have responsibility too. Their responsibility, they have ears that are open to hearing that, uh, hearts that are open to receiving that too. Uh, just real quick from Proverbs chapter three, uh, verses one and two. I'll just go ahead and read that, John. Uh, okay. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Again, keep commandments, that word keep again. And then verse two, for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Again, yeah, if we keep God's commandments, life is going to go better for us. God knows what he's talking about. (laughs) He gave us those commandments out of love for us. And that admonition for our children, our grandchildren to hear, to keep with that promise that, yeah, peace, length of days, that's what's going to happen as we have ears that are open to hearing God's word and remembering his mighty deeds. Yeah, most definitely. And of course, the really neat thing, they use the phrase length of days. Uh, but as those who know Jesus Christ, we understand 
That's really the length of days that that in these words of God, we're going to have eternal life. You can't get much longer than that, can you, Matt? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that length of days that, that never ends. And then I, I think, too, uh, just as we wrap up, uh, verse 4, uh, verse 1, how it began was, uh, O Israel, listen. So I, I think, too, there's an element of all this of community, too, that even if we're not a parent, even if we're not a grandparent, the community of the church also has that responsibility to share Christ, to share the deeds of God, to share the commandments with the next generation. And that happens in various ways. Uh, so even if you're not, don't have the vocation of parent or grandparents, still part of the church, part of that community uh, to still uh, share this with the next generation and even generations yet to be born. So thank you, Matt. Uh, we appreciate you listening to Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.